Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today I'm going to do a second episode on the topic COVID, the super flu that's taking the world by surprise. In my first episode, we looked at all the different disease and pandemics that has happened uh, throughout history. And we just see like all the different countries that got affected by all these different disease, the amount of people that died. So I know it was a long list, but it was important to just to look at those. So that way, when people talk about, you know, viruses, pandemic and disease, they're not just thinking about, oh, it's just COVID that this is part of who we are and stuff like that. So in the second episode I'm going to be doing, we're going to look at like um, how it definitely affects us as a race. Uh, we're going to look at the CDC, what role did they play, and so forth. So, uh, again, I just want to thank all my listeners, subscribers, that um, I love and appreciate you guys for um, showing your support in what I'm doing. And because of your support, I'll continue to put out amazing episodes like I always do. So, I had to take some time out to do my research um, because, like the saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun. And to understand the future, you have to study the past. Generation come and generation go, but the earth remained the same. For those who are anti-vax, who doesn't believe in vaccine or whatever, and going around doubting everything and saying everything is fake, do the planet a favor and be quiet. These group of individuals are part of the problem, not the solution. These are the same people who ended up in the ICU fighting for their lives. And the worst part of it is some of these so-called tough guys have wife and kids. We see a few interviews with the spouses crying all stressed out because they don't know what they're going to be doing now that the husband died and he was the main source of income and didn't have a life insurance in place or not enough money in the savings account. So she's unsure about the future. It gets even spookier. We have celebrities and one particular network station who's giving out medical advice. And none of these people have no medical background. Some of the followers that watch these particular network, they're so gullible. That they actually believe them. When someone tells you to take horse dewormer medication or hydroxychloroquine, and the next day the CDC have to do damage control and advise the public not to follow such advice. The COVID superflu is here, whether we like it or not. We can't deny it, we can't ignore it, we can't just push it aside. We can't wash it away and know it's not going to just disappear like a miracle. The only thing we can do is embrace it and do everything we can to work together as a team so we can come out of this nightmare victorious. Because people are dying all over the globe, whether we like it or not. Like Bob Marley said, there's a natural mystic blowing through the year. And he's correct because this virus is airborne. This could be 
the first trumpet might as well be the last. For some people, this is their first pandemic. And sadly, for some, this is their last. Because many people have lost their lives. Many more will have to suffer. Many more will have to die. Don't ask me why. Unfortunately, a lot of people are suffering because the pandemics have destroyed their business and their life. And before this is over and done with, many more people will die. Things are not what they used to be. And some have a hard time with this reality. So yes, there is a natural mystic blowing through the hair. And that's the truth. One of the main reasons why it's spreading so fast is because we are more connected now than ever before. Back in the days, if one part of the world was, a, was affected by a virus or disease, we didn't have to worry about it. But not today, because we are more connected now than ever before by ships, planes, buses, cars, and train and we are constantly moving from one place to the next from one continent in a matter of hours to somewhere else in different parts of the world so someone that, that is infected or contagious in say Africa or Mexico or Europe or the Caribbean arrive at any airport or take for example a soldier returning home from a foreign country or any point of entry in the states and just like that whomever they come in contact with whose immune system is weak or compromised or better yet a perfect host in which the virus can travel in a matter of hours it will just spread like wildfire. And that is how one of the Yersenia pestis virus or bacteria would spread. Because goods that was infected was transported from one port to the next. The infected person would enter the city. And in no time, people will become sick. Without knowing it, the real cause of their illness or sickness. We have to take life more serious. Than we do because it's easier to give birth than to raise the dead. I know this firsthand from working in the medical field. At no time did we have someone who passed away and after putting the body in the morgue, did they woke up and said, Can you please take me back to my room because I made a mistake? No, it's game over. They don't get to do a do over. We all get one life to live and we have to protect it and care for it because life is very precious. So next question is, what lesson have we learned from this pandemic? I've learned a lot by reading and studying the information very carefully while putting together this episode. But for some it doesn't matter what you say or do because your mind is already made up. It seems like they haven't learned anything 
by the way these people are acting. So irresponsible? We are in the third wave. We see how unprepared the nations and people around the world are at protecting their citizens. The World Health Organization that is supposed to be in control have showed us that they didn't do their homework. And those poor nurses and healthcare workers, my heart goes out to them. Now, if our leaders did their homework, they would have seen that disease, viruses, and sicknesses is part of the human civilization. And we need to put system, people, and organization in place as a defense mechanism to keep the nation and its people safe. This is why the military have radar system in place because Pearl Arbor was a great lesson and many lives was lost because of the lack of such system in place. The previous administration was smart in which they studied history and they knew that anything can happen at any time, especially a pandemic or a virus outbreak. So they put or install a pandemic response team in place. Their job was to always be on alert. So in a likelihood, there was a pandemic or a virus outbreak which took place anywhere in the world. Their job was to be the first one on the scene to investigate gather information, report back to the president to let him know what actions need to, to take. For example, the Ebola outbreak in West Africa that happened in 2014, out of the 28,000 cases, there was 11,000 dead. Out of that number, there was only four to six that was American. Because of the action of the pandemic response team they left the new administration a playbook they left them a manual and the people in place but a wise man aka the stable genius who hold the grudge and who hold bad feelings against the previous person that was in charge dismantle the group according to him he doesn't like to see people sitting around ain't doing anything he thinks it's a waste of time, people, and resources. Now, if this person was smart or did his homework, he would have, he would have, he wouldn't have done such things. But those were his exact words. When he was asked about his action by a news reporter while he was doing a press conference, he became very defensive because of such action. Innocent lives have been lost and when he was asked about the number of death his response was well it is what it is and this my friend is the difference between a leader and a politician you see a politician is worried about the next election while a leader is concerned about the well-being of the citizens actually all of them took an oath to uphold protect and preserve the Constitution. When any leader is put into any position of leadership, especially when innocent lives are in danger, it's very important 
to make sure that these steps don't get overlooked and the information and briefing wasn't taken seriously. Things just went from bad to worse to the point where they had to shut down the entire country. When weak politicians don't act in the right faith and the best interests of its people and in good conscience, it creates tough times. One way to describe what happened is like breaching a dam when innocent lives are at risk and you know they have no life vest to protect themselves. Even worse, you know they can't swim and they are unprepared because they weren't expecting it and even if they did, they had no idea how dangerous this flu was. The final outcome of such action is death and destruction. The pandemic response team was a game of chess and the kings and queens are the citizens. The pawns, the bishop and the knights are there to protect the king and queens. But when a stable genus removed the pandemic response team, then the kings and queens are exposed to danger. So the COVID the super flu was the opponent or the enemy on the other side. So checkmate in three places, here, land and sea. People are no longer free to move upon the land like they used to. Flights from different parts of the world is now canceled and ships traveling from Europe to the States filled with precious cargo are now stuck at sea because the port of entry are now closed and people within the wall are dying. Game over. But the human race is more resilient than that. History has, has taught us that the earth and the human race have faced and endured much worse. In order for us to overcome this pandemic, we have to work together as one nation under God. We have to do a much better job than this by making sure we are protecting the sanctity of life because it's precious. But over the century, what I've learned so far is that tough times create strong men because each pandemic is a test to see who's the weakest among us and those who are strong are the ones who survive. They also create natural immunity so their body built up enough resistance so they can fight off the virus. Saying a prayer wouldn't hurt either. Sure, we have technology to create vaccines, but what we have what have been shown to work is that with every virus that the human race have faced, regardless of how deadly or how severe it was, they always find a way to fight back and overcome. And because those strong ones survive, they create some easy time for the next generation to flourish and survive. We as a people have to do a much better job of choosing our leaders because in time of crisis, we need someone who has the ability to lead, who is thinking of the well-being of his citizen 
and not just his own interests. A person who can lead with action, not empty words. A leader who lead with virtue, love, compassion. Someone who can understand the situation and can empathize and sympathize with those who need it the most. And that concludes my take on just where we are in terms of the pandemic and just the actions or the inactions of those who are in charge and just how things unfold in a way in which um, because of those actions how people have lost their lives and we have to do a much better job of protecting those people that look up to us as leaders and stuff like that. So that concludes um, this lesson or the second segment. And so again, just remember to like, subscribe, share, and that's it for this episode. In my next episode, I'll talk about um, what are some things that we could do differently and I'm going to share some of the testimonial from some of the frontline workers. So that's it for this lesson. Thank you guys. I'll see you on the next episode.